Magic Harmony. Welcome to Season 2 of Wild Magic Harmony. I'm your Bee Priestess host, Melissa Belliard. Circle up with me each month as I explore divine feminine soul tending and goddess-centered self-care for your whole being. This season, I will be diving deeper into all things intuition. You'll hear intriguing conversations, inspirational interviews, humor, intuitive readings, ritual and meditations, bringing you real-time healing, transformation, and well-being. Hello, everyone. Welcome to season two of Wild Magic Harmony. This is the first episode. Um, I'm going to be flying solo this season as my lovely sister, uh, Deb D'Onofrio, is going to be taking some time off to focus on her health and um, a few other endeavors. So I hope to have her back at some point during the season as a special guest so we can check in on how things are going with our winter uh, diving deep, which we both agreed we'd be doing. So as I left you last time, I was trying to decide what to do for this season. And um, really, intuition has been um, something I've been really excited about for a long time and interested in. Um, I find the whole thing fascinating, as there really isn't a whole lot of scientific backup for how how it is we access our, our inner wisdom and our deep, deep intuition. And so um, I'll be referring to a great book that has been such a help for me and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it's called The Intuitive Way. It's by Penny Pierce. And she really um, does an amazing job diving super deep into exploring your own intuition and explaining what it is and how different people have different types of intuition, which I'll cover briefly in this um, episode today. But um, yeah, so I'm going to get us circled in first before we dive deep. So that's my intention for this um, this season. I will certainly miss Deb. She's uh, such a great synergistic partner, but I know that I'll find some great folks to, to interview and um, hopefully give you lots of great information and, you know, really help you to develop your own intuition further and really understand and believe in your powers. Cause I, I really do think everyone is, is intuitive in some way or another. So yeah. Okay. So I'm going to settle in now, bring your circle together. So just finding yourself wherever you are in this moment, coming into your body, letting the mind settle like snowflakes in a snow globe. And begin to tune into where in your body you're making contact with a solid surface. Feeling that support underneath you. If you can get the soles of your feet on Mother Earth, that's certainly suggested. And so finding that connection with her today, beautiful Mother Earth, Mother Gaia, always there for us. Unconditional love and support. And so perhaps pressing in one sole of the foot, then the other. And imagining roots 
winding down deep into her today, even through the frozen ground of winter. Finding our way to her molten core, beautiful amethyst. So winding our root around her and feeling that solid connection. We can use our grounding cord as a way to release what's no longer serving us. Releasing past trauma, past negative emotions and experiences. Although we appreciated their service at the time, perhaps now it is time to let them go, to make space for the new. And also beginning to check in with your breath, coming deeper into the belly, perhaps. That feels good. And on your exhale, feeling that warm air coming up through the nostrils. Breathing in fresh air, oxygen, nourishing our cells. And so as we move through this deepest, darkest part of winter here in the Northern Hemisphere, also calling in this full moon energy of cancer, deep emotions. And so beginning to call in the directions in this winter time, starting in the east with air, chilly breezes blowing through, bringing that dry winter chill, clearing away everything, blowing the fall leaves away, bringing snow down to the earth through her beautiful breath. Gratitude for air today. And coming to the south, fire. And so I'm lighting my candle. The beautiful warm fires of winter to light our way through the darkness. Grateful for light already beginning to return each day just a little bit longer. But winter fires keeping us warm and safe as we snuggle down and hibernate deep, planting those seeds of where we want to be this year. Dreaming, restoring ourselves, replenishing our energy, letting the dark help us to dive deep into those deeper emotions and even into intuition herself. As we make our way west to water, little wild magic sisterhood spray. Thanks, Deb, spraying us in here. Beautiful healing water. Again, we're in winter, so most places the, the water is frozen on the surface. So there's deep quiet and stillness in that. 
protection for, again, us being able to look underneath the surface of what is to see what can be. Dive deep into our purpose for being here on the planet. And finally, moving north to earth, I have my the priestess pillow here. <laughs> so just feeling that connection to Mother Earth. Again, she's always there for us to ground us. If we're ever feeling anxious or overwhelmed, all we have to do is plug our feet into her just for a few breaths and find our way back home. So gratitude to her and continuing to send healing as we move through these continued climate changes. And finally, coming to center, coming to us, ourselves in the center, protected by all, all directions, all elements. And here welcoming in our spirits and guides, our healing masters, angels of light, Mother Mary, and all the goddesses of winter and the planet here for our upliftment and growth and protection, always for the highest good. Please watch over us as we dive deeper into intuition this, this season. Grateful for your voice that continues to guide and inspire. So welcoming all of this and thank you for circling up with me. Blessed be. So where to begin, right? <laughs> um, intuition is such a deep topic, right? So one of the connections I love is in yoga, we have a whole chakra dedicated to the third eye, the intuitive center. So the center of your forehead, which also lines up with the pituitary gland inside, um, deep inside the brain, and so we can access that place. We could place our hand gently over the center of our forehead, the other hand going anywhere on the body that feels like you want to make a connection with your intuition. And so the color is violet. And so we have that beautiful connection. There's different poses you can do, which we'll get into more this season, right? So. Um, but I wanted to just talk a little bit about intuition as a general topic. And really, again, Penny Pierce does such a lovely job of describing the different kinds of intuition, how each of us have different abilities. So what works for one person may not work for another. And so there's three different basic types of intuition. There's voice, there's vibration, and there's vision. Starting with vision, that's people that can see images, perhaps um, symbols in their surroundings. Maybe you see patterns. Um, I remember when I was in college and I went to the library and on the wall, they had this gorgeous picture of this beautiful old ruins. And I, I didn't know what it was. And as I investigated more, I discovered it was Machu Picchu. 
But when I looked, when I first looked at it, I could have sworn I had been there before. I felt this deep connection that, you know, it made no sense at the time because I had never been there before. I had never even heard of it, but looking at it, I just felt like just seeing it was just, it was so familiar to me. So um, vision is common for a lot of people. If, if you're a visual person, you might find that you connect in this way to your intuition. Maybe you do see images. Maybe you have dreams that um, give you guidance in that way. Again, symbols and patterns. Maybe you see the same animal a lot. A lot of us have our spirit animals. Um, I see crows a lot and I find crows to be very uh, wise and um, community-based. And I just, I definitely feel a connection to them. And I love when I see them, I just feel like the universe is giving me some positive feedback um, that, you know, I'm here and I'm seeing you and you see me and it's great. So anyway, vision is, um, the other thing I want to say about intuition in general is that often if we are um, aware of the different learning types, there's a connection here. So we have the visual learners, right? So people who need to see pictures, they need to see things written down, um, et cetera. So they need to see the visual of it. They will often connect with their intuition in a visual way. So that's vision. Um, voice is if you hear, so it's more auditory and again, it's connected to that auditory learning process. So if you're someone who hears, I don't wanna say voices, um, but maybe you do, maybe you hear that internal voice, right? Um, something from your gut perhaps that says, hmm, something is not right here, uh, giving you a little sign that maybe you should listen and pay more attention to what's going on uh, in the current situation. And so, um, Voice can also be words or um, like for me, when I'm with clients on the table, I'm a massage therapist. Um, sometimes I will hear a word come in into my head and it'll be um, sadness or fear or some other thing. And so that to me is usually a sign that I'm picking up on something. And often I'll explore that with the person and see what's going on with um, that particular word that comes into my brain. Um, or wherever it's coming into. <laughs> and so that's, that's voice. And then finally, we have vibration, which is for those of you who are kinesthetic learners, you learn by doing, um, by experiencing it physically in the body. That is the vibration aspect of intuition. And so I actually resonate with this one the strongest. I find that I feel things in my body. I feel, I'm starting to feel this, um, in the, in the past year or so, as I've um, been diving deeper into my own spiritual practice, I've been feeling things arise in my body physically that once I've been sharing it with clients now, I'm discovering that they are actually feeling these things in their body in the same place. Um, I haven't figured out if I'm feeling something on the right, if they're feeling it on the left, if it's a mirroring thing, because often I'm facing them and so our, our sides are opposite. But anyway, um, but a lot of us will also, again, have that, that sensation in the gut or in the throat that something feels, if something is not right, often it might be like a clenching or a contraction that you might feel that, again, might be a sign to you that something deeper is going on that you might want to look at and pay attention to. Um, what I've discovered about intuition for a lot of people is, well, there's a couple of things. One of them is that many people believe it's something that you have, you know, either you're born with it or you're not. And I firmly believe that that is not the case. Um, Penny believes that as well. 
you know, I believe that we all have intuitive abilities and we just have different levels of having developed that in our lifetime. Um, and so in relation to that, the thing I've discovered with a lot of people is that they may not believe that they have it, but then if you talk to them, there may be times when they realize that they had this message to them that they shouldn't do something or something didn't feel right to them and that they didn't listen to it. And so that's an area where if you're not sure if you have intuition, maybe think about some times in your life when you've had a situation arise or you met a person or something and you just felt this weird, like, mm, something about this is not right. Again, it could be a visual thing. It could have been um, auditory as well. And then when you didn't listen to it, what ended up happening? A lot of times we find that when we didn't listen, we realized after the fact that we probably should have, and it would have saved us some heartache, or um, maybe it's a voice saying, hey, don't go through this light. You know, you're on your way to work, your normal way. You go this way every day, you zone out, you get in the car and all of a sudden you're at work. You're like, how did I get here? Maybe one day you're driving and all of a sudden you get this like, this voice or this feeling or whatever that you should not take a certain route and you should go a different way. And you discover later that there was a traffic accident on your normal route or something. Um, so I think that there are areas you could probably check and see for your own experience where you've had this happen. Um, but I would like to talk more about my own experiences with intuition and how I use it in my daily uh, life, because I do feel that if we can tap into this, um, this ability that we've all been given, it can help create more ease for us. It can help create confidence in ourselves, confidence in that we do have this wisdom. Um, we have this life experience that guides us. And if we just take a little extra time to tap into it, I think you'll discover that it can really be an alibi, an ally for you in your life and for your work. You can use it at work. You can use it at home with family and friends and loved ones. Um, you can use it for trying to make a decision about things. Um, you can use it maybe to pick what color you want to wear today. And maybe there's a connection there for you that you don't discover till later on in the day. Um, but there's certainly simple ways you can connect with your intuition that don't have to be, um, life or death decisions or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about how I, um, you know, I opened up my new massage place right before COVID started in August of 2019. And, you know, had I known that we were going to have to shut down less than a year later, I, I'm sure I still would have gone off and done it because I knew it was the right next step for me. Um, I was at a point in my massage studio where as much, you know, as all the lovely gifts that I got from working there and all the great relationships I had, I knew it was time to, um, you know, change my focus on what I was focusing on and really go off and create my own place with my own energy and my own, um, brand. So yes, I, I'm sure I still would have gone off and done it, but I definitely had a lot of fear at first. I'm, I'm an introvert, which if you've listened to past seasons, I think I've talked about this before. So things like marketing and networking all just seemed really scary to me. Um, and, you know, a side note on that, and maybe it's a different uh, topic for another podcast, but I really discovered that once I knew and got confidence what it was I was offering, it didn't feel like marketing anymore. It just felt like me saying, hey, this is what I do. I know it's not for everybody, but if I put it out in the world, as, as the old saying goes, they will come, right? So um, anyway, so 
but I did have to do a lot of, um, you know, I had never had my own business. I felt like I had a lot of good business qualifications or understanding of business because I worked in corporate for 17 years and um, in the HR side. So I got to see a lot of the admin business admin side. Um, and certainly I knew I had people in the field that I could look out, look over to and, you know, get feedback from if I needed it. But um, I really didn't know what I was doing for the most part. And so thank God is for the internet. I freaking love the internet. Um, it's really one of the best inventions ever. Yes, it can be a, a time suck or it can be, you know, take you down these crazy rabbit holes, but um, thank God is for, because it really did guide and help me as well throughout my entire process of opening my own business. But um, I mean, I had to really tap into intu intuition throughout the entire process. So you know, I had to find a space that felt right to me that I could afford that I really wanted to be in my hometown, um, you know, giving back to the community and really connecting with my community. So finding that space was really crucial to me. Um, and I was going through my yoga teacher training at the time, which if you've um, joined in with me and Caitlin uh, last season, she was the catalyst for me taking that training. But um, I ended up getting, I ended up finding a space right in the building where I was taking the training and it was right in the downtown and it, you know, it had parking and it had, it was all, it was fresh construction in that area. They built it to my specifications. It was affordable. Um, and so I, what I want to say more about that though, is when I was looking at spaces, I had this, um, kind of this context in mind of what I was looking for, right? I wanted the right energy. I wanted to feel, Again, that kinesthetic, I wanted to feel like it was a place where I could practice safely. You know, I'm a female and doing a, a profession that can be a little challenging and dangerous for, not dangerous, but you know, there's, there's risk to it um, being alone in a female in a massage profession. So I wanted to feel like I had a place where I could feel safe, um, that was welcoming to clients, that hopefully people would follow me from, it was, I worked in a different town. Um, so as I looked at each space in my town and I just, I knew, right. So I knew as I went into this last space that it was the right place. And I think I might've actually seen one or two after that, but I knew I was like, nope, this is, this is right. And I felt just very secure. So to me, to describe that feeling further to help you, maybe I didn't feel resistance in my body. I didn't feel any contracting. I didn't feel knots in my gut. I just felt very calm, very, it just felt very right to me. Um, you know, and I've developed my intuition over the years. So I know in my body what it feels like when something does feel right. So that's something if you're, if this is new to you, you'll probably need to spend some time um, exploring how to tune into that. And I'll talk more about that later in the, in the episode, but it just, it felt very right to me. And I, I knew, I just knew. There were part of me that just knew. So, <laughs> um, and I do want to say also Penny Pierce talks about this. There's, you know, you can have these three types, the voice, vibration, and vision, but there's also this point where you also just have this knowingness. Okay. And it's a combination of all three of those. I, I do see some vision stuff. I, it's not my strong point. Um, I have been trying to develop that side a little further for myself and I am starting to see things. I'm starting to see colors. I start to see images. I'm trying to like look at my dreams and see what they have to tell me. Um, but there comes a point where there's just this knowingness and it just, everything comes together and you just know, 
that what you're hearing or feeling or seeing is the right, and it's the right message for you. So I did, I did want to say that. Um, so then next up, I had to come up with a name, right? So how do you describe this new offering? So I was putting together this offering of something I had never seen anyone else offering before. Um, I was blending these different modalities. I was wanting to incorporate yoga and doing one-on-one -on -one yoga with people to help them because I was always giving stretches anyway already for years because I've been doing yoga since the beginning of the 2000s. And so it just felt like a natural next step for me, especially getting my training. And then I also wanted to offer um, abdominal and belly work. And I ended up getting my um, training in Arvigo techniques, which is helpful for digestion and reproduction and everything. So I wanted to blend all of this together into one yummy offering. So how do I name this thing that has never been, you know, I, I'm birthing it into the universe, right? What do, how do I name it so people understand what I'm trying to do? And so um, my, my maiden name is Harmon that the Christmas before, um, the, the Christmas when I was thinking about doing all this in 2018, my dad brings a box of pictures to the, our dinner. And so we're looking through it. Oh, look at, you know, look at dad 16. He's so skinny and cute and blah, blah, blah. And I see how my son looks like him, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I come across this picture and it's, it's my grandparents and they're standing in front of this record store and it says Harmony Record Store. And I said, dad, what is this? He's like, oh yeah, your grandparents owned a record store in Cincinnati. And I was like, what? This was literally, I'm, you know, I'm almost 50 years old and this is the first time I'm hearing about this. So I just laughed and like, and that, if you know my dad, that is not surprising that it took that long for us to discover this. But anyway, um, and it was harmony. So I just, I've always loved that play on my name. Um, I grew up as a musician. I played piano and percussion and, and uh, mellophone and everything else. And so just having this lovely connection to music. And I was like, oh, maybe I can call things like different types of sonatas or something. So I, it just really got my juices flowing of creativity. Um, but I did want to capture again, this integrative idea. So I ended up calling it Harmony Integrative Bodywork. And I just feel like that's been such a great um, name. And obviously we worked it into the Wild Magic Harmony that was that name as well was intuitive, right? Deb and I came up with just a way to blend our two um, our two passions together. So, um, and then when it came time, I had to uh, learn how to do a website. I, I chose to do that. I know I could have paid someone, but I chose to just start off simple and go with WordPress. And so, I had to teach myself how to you know do the basics of a website. But now, I had to now write content. So I definitely um, got into that place where I was tuning into spirit, tuning into divine feminine, asking for guidance, asking for a way to articulate again, what it is I wanted to offer out to the world. And I, even now when I go back and read some of it, I'm like, this is definitely, it feels very channeled to me, which I don't normally think I'm a person that channels things, but in that way, it just felt like it was being written through through me instead of by me. So um, I, I love that piece of it. So I, I guess if you want to check that out, it's at my website is harmonyintegratedbodywork.com. And um, really, it's on my bio, on my about page that I really feel like I captured this deeper inner voice. So that was that was very cool. Um, and then, like I said, we ended up having to shut down 
during the pandemic, which was such a bummer and it was so anxiety provoking. And I talked a little bit about, you know, the, the way I <laughs> kind of suffered through it or whatever, like all of us did, right? We all had different things that we lost um, because of the pandemic. So I was having to, you know, reach out to my fellow body workers and a few other healers in the community about, um, you know, we, we had to wait until it was okay to open up until we even got, I live in Massachusetts. And so we really were one of the early, early people that shut down right across the country. And so when we eventually got guidance to open up three months later, I had to really reach out to my community, but also tap into my intuition. Like when did it feel right for me? And did it feel safe for me to open back up? Right. We didn't know that much about the disease at the time. We didn't know how it was transmitted really. Um, it was really hard to get protective equipment. Um, you know, so there was especially a colleague of mine, Susan and I really, had a lot of conversations about how do we do this? What's the safest way? How, you know, let's do run throughs. And so we got together and practice once we had the equipment. Um, but again, I had to really listen to my gut and, and decide when it felt right for me to open. Cause I would have obviously felt horrible if I either made anyone else sick or brought it back into my own household. We have my uh, fiance's dad lives next door. He's 80. You know, we had to just be really super careful. I had my daughter in the house at the time. So um, yeah, that was, I definitely had to like <laughs> have deep faith in that one. So, um, so yeah, let's, let's chat more now about like on the daily. So how am I using intuition on the daily? I'm just going to grab some water. Thank you, water. Um, so I think for most of us, you know, our energy can be different day to day, right? So we wake up and may feel a certain way. We might feel tired. We might feel inspired. We might feel anxious. We might feel whatever. And so we have our schedule each day that we, you know, we have to go out and be productive and be out in the world. How can we use intuition to help guide us through our day? Um, you know, I generally have a plan of what I'm going to be doing each day. My schedule does kind of fluctuate wildly from day to day and week to week. So I do try to figure out using my intuition, like what, what do I need to be working on this week to, to move ahead? But if I wake up and I'm feeling a certain way, I might have to modify what it is I've chosen to do outside of my clients, excuse me. And so I will really use the opportunity to like get quiet, tune in, see what my intuition is telling me would, you know, be for my highest good that day. And so going on where my energy is. And if I do have free time, is it better spent on things like creation and content? Maybe I'm working on things for the website or for the yoga, the chair yoga that I teach or my sister, I um, teach her yoga as well. Um, I also do organizing. So maybe I'm learning more about an organizing technique or something. Um, should I be doing more reading and learning? Am I, am I in a place of like absorbing instead? Am I really spongy today? So am I better suited to like be reading and letting that information kind of soak in and percolate? Or do I need to be do, doing something physical? As I said, I'm kinesthetic. So for me, moving my body helps to change up my energy. It helps me connect deeper. Um, you know, the reason that people should be doing yoga is so that they can then sit quietly and meditate. That's the original intention of us doing these asanas, the postures is to move that energy through the body and get it out and um, activated so that we can sit down and then come deep and go into meditation. So perhaps there's days when I'm like, you know what, I just need to get outside and get a walk or go out in nature or dance or whatever. 
um, that that would best suit me for that day. Um, you know, I'll, I'll check in to make sure, is there something big I need to be gearing up for that day? Um, I will ask, ask universe, you know, for the people I am seeing that day, is there anything I should know about them? I might either do that at the beginning of the day, or I might do that as I come into each um, session with the person. Sometimes it's really about when they walk through the door, right? So now I'm in real time with them and they're walking in the door and they're carrying their energy for that day, whatever that is for them. And so I'm definitely going to be, you know, tuning into that as well. And I feel like there's a lot of ways we can pick up information that's nonverbal. Um, I know perhaps you've heard that communication is, I forget what the percentage is, 80% nonverbal, let's say. So there's so much that we can tell from body language, from just the general aura of the person, I guess. Um, and again, I'm kinesthetic, so I tend to feel that impact pretty quickly of like, oh, I don't think, you know, they, they seem really tired. They seem very depleted. Um, they look like they're sore. They might be actually physically limping or might be holding themselves a certain way. And even if I'm not picking up on that um, openly, I believe that my intuition is picking up on it subconsciously. I really do. I feel like my subconscious can tune in and be like, okay, picking up information here of where we need to go in the body today. Um, there's a technique with the myofascial work I do where we do a body scan. So I'm looking at the person, um, they're standing in front of me and they're not holding themselves in any special way. We, I want to see how they're walking through life. And again, I'm taking a very soft gaze. So uh, I don't know if you remember those magic eye. Um, they were very popular like in the 90s or 2000s where you had to like have a really soft focus so that you could see this like mysterious picture. And if you took the soft focus, then it would kind of pop out before your eyes. Um, I'm kind of doing the same thing with the person. I'm just taking this very soft, like just soaking it all in and getting a general overall sense of what I see. And yes, I'm looking at the physical, like, yeah, their left shoulder is droopy, all their right hip is rotated forward, um, whatever. I, I'm, I'm still making conscious note of what I see, but I also know that my intuition is picking up on it as I'm looking at them. Um, and of course, I'll check in with the person as well. And again, once I start asking the questions and, or even, I might even say, hey, you look a little tired today or how you're feeling. Um, of course, I'll get more information that way. And that's more of an auditory. And again, visual, I might see their facial expressions, body language and that sort of thing. Um, so then for those clients that are more open to me doing different kinds of work, I would then tailor that session based on what I was picking up. Um, and if it's something that it might be deviating from what I would normally offer them, I might say something like, Hey, this is what I'm feeling like you need today. And as you listen to me and I'm listening to myself, you notice I'm use, I use the word feel a lot. And that's another clue for you. If you're not sure what your style is, listen to your languaging. Are you say, do you say, Oh, I see, or. I see what you're saying, or I see where you're going there. Maybe you are more of a visual person, or you know, I hear what you're saying, or that sounds good to me. Um, but for me, I tend to use the word feel a lot, so I know that just confirms my kinesthetic um, leanings. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, I might offer to them what I'm gonna give them or work with that day. And I'm very grateful that I have a lot of great clients who are willing to trust that I know what I'm gonna need to do once I put my hands on them, it's again, my hands know where to go. I swear, you know, I could probably zone out during a session, not that I do, but my body just tunes right in my hands, my elbows, whatever they go right to the spot. And people are so, sometimes they're like, how did you know that that was there? And I'm like, 
universe is guiding me here. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's not like I, you know, got this, oh, go to this spot. It's just, that's naturally where my hands end up, end up landing. So, um, and I do want to say an important piece of me using my intuition is I need to be grounded, right? I'm not going to, I mean, I can still be intuitive, even if I'm not grounded, just because I've been practicing it for so long. But especially if this is new for you, I highly encourage you to get grounded. However, that is for you, get centered. Like I started at the beginning of the session, just, you know, make contact with the earth, make contact with whatever you're sitting on, feeling that connection, coming into the body, feeling sensations coming out of the head, um, really grounding yourself and being present with what is. Um, it is definitely more challenging to be intuitive if you're, you know, distracted by that argument you had with your loved one or you're feeling pain or something else. Um, you know, you have to kind of tune those things out and really get in, in tune with the body to tap into that deeper intuition. So that's, um, a tip for you. Um, and so I ground myself and I like to ground my clients, um, on the table. Certainly we do it in yoga. Um, it's how we begin each practice. And it, I think it's really important and really helps to open the channel. I feel like intuition is some sort of channel, which again, there's no science behind this, but I feel like that's how it, it works, that there's this channel that opens up and we can just tap into it and tune in and be like, oh, okay. Um, and again, if there are things that come up during the session, I might ask the client um, if I can share <clears throat> and see if it resonates with them. And so uh, moving over to if I have yoga, the ways that I tune in and use my intuition there is um, obviously I have a great baseline starting because I have been doing yoga for so long. I have, I know what the poses are. I know how to do them. I know how they feel in my body. Um, I, I like alignment, the looking, I can look at things and kind of see if something's out of alignment. So for me, that's part of my cueing practice, the way I cue people into poses or out of poses. Um, so that really helps give me a baseline, but then having that baseline, I can then, um, you know, a lot of times when I'm doing a chair yoga or I'm doing it with my sister, I don't have a plan ahead of time what I'm going to be doing. I might have a pose or two that I want to incorporate, or I might want to incorporate a theme like the full moon or, you know, the winter season or taking care of ourselves. I did that in December. I had um, self-care as a theme for the month. And so each practice, I would bring that in. But a lot of times I'm just coming into the room and intuiting what's going on with everybody and trying to pick up on what I'm feeling and what the universe is kind of guiding me to offer that day. Um, certainly with my sister, we have a great bond and, you know, she and I are very connected. So I feel like I, it's really easy for me to connect with her. Um, and also I have the luxury of being able to ask her <laughs> if she's okay with certain poses or whatever, but I, I don't you know, I don't have the sequence written out. I don't have a sequence I always follow. Um, there's basic, there's a basic um, arc that I follow. Obviously I'm going to warm up and then I'm going to move into the harder challenging poses. I'm going to stretch everybody first, do the challenging poses and then begin to cool down. So there is, you know, a safety thing there where you want to make sure you're not just jumping into something downward dog or whatever. But, um, you know, I've, and just some of it just comes with practice. So I think there's something to be said for, areas of your life where you are more intuitive, for instance, um, you know, our kids, our partners, our family, like, honestly, I feel like most of us can look, just look at our kids' faces and be like, oh, something's not right there or um, tell that they're happy or that, you know, we can just pick up on these emotions 
in an instant, in a click, right? We don't even have to, for me, my kids are not even in, in the home anymore. And so sometimes it's just hearing their voice and I, I can just pick up right away. I'm like, oh, something is going on there. So um, maybe look at that area of your life and see how you pick up information from your kids and how you know maybe that they're wanting to chat more or they're, they're really happy about something or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think there's areas of our life where our experience certainly comes into play and can guide us through um, and, and add information, I guess, um, trying to articulate it. So basically, I, I think it informs us, right? We can, we can have the logic. And so Penny talks about this in the book too. We have the logical side of us, which I'm not discounting at all. I use my intellect all the time. I'm a very analytical person. So I'm always like, you know, dorking out on body muscles and connections and energy and all that. But I also have my intuitive side. So to me, this is a connection between the two. And how do we bring those together and incorporate them into one beautiful um, base of knowledge for us? So I think if you find that you've been in your job for a long time, maybe there's certain things that just come very naturally to you, or you can see the solution much quicker than your colleagues, or you can tell something is not going to be a good solution because again, you have that base of knowledge, but then you're also tapping into intuition. So um, I definitely think that that, you know, something new to you, it might be more difficult to find the intuition. And so that's where you have to have a little more faith, like I had to do when I was opening up my practice. Um, and again, I'm going to try to pick up on the, um, I, I certainly am in tune with the moon cycles. That is really big for me. Again, we're in uh, full moon in cancer right now, emotions, right? Um, household stuff, we're coming into those, those qualities. And so using those um, external cycles of nature to inform what I'm offering to people is also, to me, it's very important. Um, but, you know, I, I try to use that to my advantage as well. As a female who is still cycling, I also try to honor my own body rhythms. There's going to be times of the month when I'm much more energized and times when I really need to be internal and restorative and get into my feminine receptive side. So um, those are some things you can try to use to help guide you into using your intuition more deeply. And finally, with um, organizing, I'll just talk about that briefly, my experience there. Um, you know, when I was first starting out, obviously I, and this is what I'm talking about having that experience, I didn't have the experience. And so a lot of the times my head voice was much louder when I was in sessions with people, because I just, you know, I was trying to figure out what I was doing. It was all new to me. I wanted to seem like I knew what I was talking about. And obviously I did because I had great training, but, um, you know, the, the head voice I think can often drown out the intuitive voice sometimes, unless you're someone who really does get auditory, but I still feel like it's a different thing. Um, maybe it's more the ego voice of having to prove something right, or that's more anxious or fearful. Whereas I feel like the intuitive voice is much calmer. It's quieter. There's no rush to it. Um, th there's nothing it has to prove. It just is like, here's the information, you know, kind of giving it to you on a beautiful platter. Um, so anyway, as I became more experienced, but I still could tune into the what the, I'm an empath. So I could tune in certainly as well to the person and what maybe their emotions might be or what I was sensing for when we would get to something that was challenging or difficult for them to process. Like oftentimes um, a lot of our clients are working with um, 
things that they've inherited from their loved ones or uh, sentimental things, maybe their kids or their grandmother or whatever, that they have these things that are very difficult for them to work through because it's bringing up all this other stuff for them. Um, and so being able to use my intuition to sense into when I'm feeling like this is something that's difficult for them, maybe I need to encourage them to breathe, maybe I need to encourage them to take a break or get some water. Um, or maybe I'm just intuiting that I'm hitting a wall, that we're hitting a wall either energy-wise or mentally. And so that would be a signal to me that I should check in and be like, hey, what's going on? And usually I'll just say, hey, what's going on right now? What are you thinking? Or what are you feeling? Or, you know, I'll try to tailor it obviously to their particular learning style. But um, just again, using that intuition to help me um, serve them better and to help be supportive and holistic for them. So um, I've had a few interesting connections that have made, helped me to trust in my own body kinesthetic reactions. Um, one of my favorite stories around that is there, there was a client, I was probably three years into my organizing experience at that point. Um, and I was with another um, organizer. We used to go into client homes as a pair of people to start just to have um, a second pair of eyes for safety reasons, um, making sure that it was <laughs> a, a safe situation to be in. Um, so it was the two of us and it was this um, couple that the female was um, having some medical issues. And so um, there were times when she just had to uh, retreat and kind of take care of herself. And so she briefly mentioned that during our intake process. And then generally we do a tour of the house. So we do, we're doing a tour of the house, first floor, no problem getting through it, asking questions, great, everything's beautiful. We go up the stairs, we turn right into the bedroom and all of a sudden I feel like I'm starting to have a panic attack. And I am a person that does have them, so I know what they feel like. And so I just was like, ah, crap. And so I'm like, am I out of breath? Cause I just gone up the stairs. Um, is it something else? So I just said to my colleague, I'm like, I'm going to, I need to get a drink of water. Just give me a second. And I went downstairs and I just tried to like gather myself. I tried to ground myself, take my water, just breathe a little bit and come back into my body. Cause anxiety generally, um, pushes me out of my body. Um, and so I, I went upstairs and discovered that that's the room that she would kind of, um, retreat to if she was starting to feel ill. Um, and, you know, you could see this chair where she set herself up that was like her cocoon when she was feeling this way. And so um, what I discovered after the fact and talking to my colleague is I really do think I was picking up on the energy in the room um, that hadn't happened to me in such an obvious way before. Probably, again, it was very subconscious and it was informing my intuition, but this was a very, it was very physical to me, the feeling I was having is very visceral. And so I do feel like that is something else I experience when I go into places as I'm picking up on energy and, um, yeah, it was pretty agitating for me. And so I have to, if I'm going into those situations and it happens, I have to do the same thing. I just have to pause, take a breath, say, just, I need a glass of water. Maybe I'll like say, can I go to the bathroom? Something to break up that energy so I can step back, breathe a little bit, get grounded and come back into it and try and <laughs> dig deeper into what's going on. Um, so that's a way that I use intuition during, um, during the organizing process. So hopefully that gives you a better sense of different ways that information is coming 
at least for me, again, um, the book is such a beautiful resource of how to dive deeper if you're really interested in exploring this topic more for yourself. Um, one way that I would encourage people to do that as a practice is to each day wake up, do your grounding, whatever that is for you, maybe meditating at your altar and then using that opportunity to then say, hey, universe, what do I need to know about today? And really asking for any information. Um, if you're a person that likes to journal, maybe you can write it down, maybe you can draw a picture or something. And I'd really encourage people when they're first starting out with this is to not censor what's coming to them. Um, you might get these pictures or images or words or feelings or whatever that make no sense to you based on what you know you have planned for the day. I encourage you just to record it, let it be because there probably is actually some message there for you that you just don't even see yet or know yet. Um, and then what you would do at the end of each day is to look back and say, you know, how did I use my intuition today? Were there areas where I didn't listen to my intuition? Um, what could I have done differently in that case? Um, and just look back and see if those strange, whatever messages had any, make any sense to you now that you're looking back on it. Um, you know, I think spirit comes to us in different ways and it may not always be a direct and obvious way. Sometimes it is, you know, through imagery or through more, um, symbolic, Im again, images or words or whatever that after a while, I think if you do this for a while and you tend to find, you'll see patterns. Okay. You'll get information. Like I say, I see crows and I know I'm getting confirmation from the universe that all is well, and I'm on the right track. Um, so you'll, I think you'll begin to see these patterns, especially if you're consciously recording it every day. So that's what I would encourage you to try this month. If you're interested in seeing what your intuition is about, um, check out Penny's book. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, and again, have fun with it because again, you could just go to a restaurant if you're able to do that right now. I know we're in another surge right now with the COVID, but if you can go to a restaurant or even take out menu and just look at it and, and have that soft focus and say, what? What do, what do I want to have today? And let the answers come to you and see if you're surprised by them, um, especially for a place you like to go to all the time. Maybe you get the same thing all the time. Just open up. You can do this at the grocery store. You're in front of the selection of vegetables and you can be like, what, what is jumping out at me today? And give it a try. Just have fun with it. Play with it. Um, again, try to, if you want to make a practice out of it, try to be recording it so that you can get a sense of any patterns that might be emerging for you. Um, I'm also available. So if you'd like to explore your own skills further, I do offer intuitive consultations where we dive deeper into your intuitive style and your natural abilities. And we can talk about tools to increase your skills. So if you're interested in that, you can send me an email, harmonyintegrativebodywork at yahoo.com. And again, I'll put that in the show notes, but feel free to reach out. I would love to hear from people if you want to share your own intuitive experiences. Um, again, I feel like there are so many different ways that people experience intuition. Uh, when I was researching this topic for, um, I was going to present at the National Organizing Conference before it got canceled because of COVID, but I did offer this as a workshop in another setting. And it was, I just loved hearing people's stories about how they got information or maybe the times they didn't listen to their intuition and the, the regrets that they had after the heartache that they could have avoided or whatever. Um, so yeah, please, please reach out if you'd like to chat more about this. Um, so, and so I pulled a card before I started today. 
um, asking for guidance from the universe, tapping into the, the intuition. And I pulled the Six of Cups. Okay, so I'm showing it, getting a little sun glare here. Six of Cups. So it's a picture of six cups, golden chalices with beautiful inscriptions, um, the feminine symbol inscribed on them, the circle with the cross underneath. Um, three of them are in a flowing river and they're filled with a purple plant, which um, Chris Walder, I used her deck, says is wisteria. And then there are three chalices sitting on a, um, a beautiful scrolled wall. And the wall has an image of a female in it, very subtle. And behind it uh, is a house on the shore, on the banks of the river. And so um, looking into this deeper, I just feel like as we're in this cancer moon of, you know, cancer is a water sign. And I just love the cups are also a symbol of water. I feel like that's beautiful, divine receptivity, divine feminine, which is what we're all about here, right? Um, and just sharing in this beautiful, you know, the, the flowers being a symbol of um, fertility and of um, growth that's been successful. So obviously that's more of a summer and early fall kind of feeling, but um, I feel like this month that as we dive deeper and we're being quiet and still in this winter time, planting those seeds that there's some great stuff that's going to come out of it, this receptivity. So um, reading through what Chris has to say about the Six of Cups, her key words that she comes up with are memories, nostalgia, and children. Um, and again, with cancer, there's the home is very big in the, um, the sign and also the, you know, caretaking, mothering, that sort of thing. So I'm not surprised that children is part of this. <clears throat> she says that this is symbolizing the flowers symbolize rejuvenation, rejuvenative aspects of the divine feminine. Hello. Um, the meanings are harmonious, harmonious home. There's that word harmony again, right? Nostalgia, children and childhood memories, longing for the sweetness of the past and its innocence, the ability to create sweetness within the home, incorporating the strengths of the past into the present. So again, I, I feel as we're in this deeper time, certainly for me, a lot of times when I do this work, I do find that old memories can come up. Um, the astrology for this full moon is that there are some buried feelings that could be arising for people. So you might be feeling that in your own, your own life. Um, so just tuning into that, being receptive to it, again, that receptivity, that water, the cup, um, being open to, you know, these messages that your body and that spirit might have for you and ways to heal if that's um, necessary or just the joy in, in childhood, your own childhood, maybe the, your own children, whatever you've birthed into the world doesn't even have to be um, a human, um, just really enjoying the, the beauty and the flowering of that. So that's my intuitive connection for you this month. So I'd like to um, open our circle back up. And so just coming again into the body, reconnecting, give yourself gratitude for coming to circle today, for taking some time for yourself, for your own growth and upliftment. Thanking all who are with us here today, all the spirit guides and masters all the angels. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you, Mother Earth, for your, your grounding and support. And so releasing each direction, releasing air, fire, water. Thank you, thank you. And earth, beautiful earth, thank you. Thank you for surrounding us in protection and light. And so may you go forth into this month, into this world, continue to tune into your own winter hibernation. And really beginning to honor your own intuitive abilities. Thank you, universe, for these messages, for these gifts, for these abilities. Thank you, thank you. So it is. And so I hope you do have a wonderful month. I'm looking forward to circling up throughout the season around intuition and diving deeper. Again, check out Penny's book if you're interested in getting really deep. She has great, great um, exercises in every chapter. It, it, it's a very dense um, resource, but it's very fruitful as well. So whatever you're doing this month to get more intuitive, good luck to you. I'm going to continue to develop my own vision of what I want to see for this season and also continue to um, increase my abilities around my visual intuition since that's probably my weakest one of all. So until next month, take good care and thank you for joining me today. And yeah, God is blessed. Thank you. Thank you for joining our circle today at Wild Magic Harmony. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to our podcast, star us and comment wherever you listen to our podcasts. Feedback is our friend, so please drop us a love note and tell us how you're tending your sacred soul at wildmagicharmony at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Wild Magic Harmony is created and produced by Deborah Fay and Melissa Belliard, with original artwork by Deborah Fay and original music by Melissa Belliard.